Welcome to the Roto-Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, DVCPFL. It's Friday, it's December 20th, 2019. We have 10 basketball games to talk about here on today's slate. I'm joined by my good buddy for the third straight day, Genie for 07. Grant, how are you doing, my friend? Well, my nights couldn't be any better. I just saw Star Wars and I see you for three straight days now. My life is fantastic. Guys, go see Star Wars. It's absolutely fantastic. Yeah, uh, that's what you that's what you say. So um, go check it out if you're a Star Wars. I'm not a Star Wars person, so like it means nothing to me. But uh, if you're a Star Wars person, go enjoy it. Have fun. Um, <laughs> Grant Grant was really shocked that I'm not a Star Wars person. Um, I, I mean, honestly, I'm shocked. Everyone over the age of about 25 is not a Star Wars fan. I feel like there's an age range between like 20 and 25, where most of what you experienced were the original three, and if you're older than that, then you see the new ones or you saw the old ones. If you're younger than that, then you saw the new ones. So I, I'm, I'm just surprised when anyone's not a star Wars fan. <laughs> They're fantastic. Well, go check it out. We got 10 games. we got a lot to talk about. Um, already getting some tweets already too. Um, we will have a podcast for Christmas day. It'll probably be up on Christmas Eve, but there will be a podcast for Christmas day. I always do, a solo podcast, let my daughter come on, wish everybody Merry Christmas type podcast for Christmas Day. So we will have um, a free podcast. The Morning Grind will be up for the Christmas Day slate. Um, already started to get some tweets about that, but just wanted to let everybody know. Um, let's get into it. If you guys haven't already, make sure you head on over to our sponsor site, fantasydraft.com. Awesome sponsors of the podcast. Awesome what they're doing for DFS in general. They have rake-free DFS. Rake free DFS. You're not going to pay rake over there on fantasy draft. So if you haven't checked them out, go over there, fantasydraft.com. Do this $6 membership. Check it out for a month. You're going to pay that membership off in the first $100. Um, no doubt about it. So check them out. Rake free DFS. Ton of stuff going on. They got a $25,000 tournament for Saturday, $150,000 tournament for Sunday. And, um, $15,000 pick and roll for tonight's slate. And they already posted, um, they'll have a $40,000 Christmas day pick and roll, uh, which is awesome over there. And they have satellites already posted. So if you want to try to win some $25 tickets for that, um, they're already starting satellites for that Christmas day tournament. The $40,000 Christmas day tournament is awesome. So uh, Grant, let's start here and let's get started with that um, Sacramento at Indiana Pacers game. Um, Bogdan Bodanovich is questionable for Sacramento. And then on the Pacers side, Lamb and Warren are both questionable. Um, really some interesting news that we're going to be paying attention to here. Uh, what are we looking at here on the on the Kings? On the Kings, if Bogdanovich is out, I think he gives a boost to Buddy, he gives a boost to Fox, he gives a boost to Barnes. It's, I'm going to start out this slate by saying there's a lot of injuries on this slate that is going has already caused, like, drastic underpricing on so many different guys and there's more news that can come out than cause drastic underpricing on other guys so just so you know some games are going to be strictly tournament flyers um and i think that the sacramento side of this game is kind of one of them if bogdanovich is out i think he gives a little credence to playing buddy um he'd probably be my favorite play of the bunch next fox and probably harrison barnes but there's so many better plays on this in, on this slate that i'm really not too interested in pretty much any of them. Um, I'm not playing any Sacramento guys in all likelihood. I'm probably going with some of the other guys unless we get some – everyone that is questionable right now 
gets ruled in, there's no reason to go with any of these guys. This is two of the slowest paced teams in the NBA. Oh, sorry. Oh, they're making uh, yawn. They're that slow yeah. paced. Yeah, the two is slow. Like, you know, Indiana's 22nd. Sacramento's the slowest paced team in the NBA. Indiana's sixth in defensive efficiency. Like, there, there's just not a lot here for me on the Kings. Like, you know, Fox came back the other night and played 30 minutes. I think that's super strong. Uh, that's, you know, kind of what we wanted to see. His price came down. It's just not a good matchup. Like, let's wait for a good matchup to really jump on that price tag. Buddy Heald is always in play, but we already kind of saw the usage go down. I really didn't think it was going to go down too much. It went down more than I thought it was going to. Um, so, Buddy Heald is a guy that I'm kind of, you know, taking the wait-and-see approach here. Um, you know, the shot attempts were a little down. So, for me, I'm probably going to be off the Kings here. There's a lot of games that, like you said, there's a lot of good games on this slate, and I just – I don't love this one. And on the Pacers side of things, like – you can always make an argument for Sabonis. He's always a guy that can go out and, and put up 55, but he's always a guy that has a really nice floor too. So don't mind Sabonis. But, again, this is probably one of my least favorite games. Unless Warren and Lamb get ruled out, and that kind of opens things up for, you know, McDermott maybe, um, Aaron Holiday, TJ McConnell, those types of guys. Um, and it would become a little bit more interesting. Yeah, I think it gives a little bit more of a usage bump to Sabonis, maybe Brogdon a little bit, but they're still not really going to be in the great play range. I don't mind either of them, but neither of them are good plays. You're right. If Lamb and Warner ruled out, then it's going to open up some value here with Holiday, with McDermott, just because of their price tag and the other guys that you want in this slate, they immediately become very viable options. But a lot of that value will kind of depend on the Minnesota news with Cat. So, um, yeah, probably going to – if everyone plays, crossing this game off entirely. Um, if those guys are out, then I think it gives viability to the cheap options and to Sponis and Brogdon. Yep. Memphis at Cleveland, 224 total. Memphis favored by one in this game. Both teams pretty much good to go here as far as health. Grayson Allen still questionable. Uh, let's start here with Memphis. You know, we think Memphis, we think Morant. Price is up to 7,800 in this matchup. It's a fantastic matchup um, going here up against Cleveland. But I think you could look at potentially a few of these guys here. You know, you can look at Morant. You can look at, you know, Triple J. You could potentially look at, like, a guy like Clark, you know, Melton, Brooks. Like, this is a great matchup here against Cleveland. If this game stays close, it could be one of the best game stacks on the slate. Yeah, I just try to figure out who to go with. I mean, this is a potential matchup where Triple J could get in foul trouble, but if he doesn't, he obviously has massive upside. Just Cleveland, not a great defensive team. Um, Morant, his price tag is 7,800, and the fact that he's a guard kind of gets him entirely off my list. In a vacuum, he's a decent play, but in comparison to a lot of the other guys on the slate, like just looking at the Toronto game alone, if Van Vliet plays, I'd much rather play him or Lowry. So Morant, like if you really want to – throw him in a stack. That's the only viable way I'd really use him. Probably not going with Valanciunas here. I don't mind the price tags of Clark and Brooks. Again, good matchup that's projected to stay close. You've said it perfectly, Stevie. Either one of those guys are fine. Probably not going with Melton, especially if some value, if the uh, guys from Indy aren't playing. I don't think I'd go there. He's fine in this game. Again, should stay close, so I don't mind throwing him in a game stack, but Triple J is the top option for me here. I mean, he's priced at 6800 because he's in foul trouble so often, but 6,800, he has 55-point upside in this type of close game here. 
So if he stays out of foul trouble, probably going to be in the game 35 minutes. I know it's a lot to ask for, but you get just a massive ceiling with this guy at a low price tag because of the constant fouls. So I really like taking a shot on this game where it's projected to stay close with him, and he's by far my favorite option here. Yeah, the other thing that you got to kind of look at, like I didn't realize Dylan Brooks's price was so close to Melton. I would much rather play Dylan Brooks than Melton here, uh, pretty much the same price. So, um, And then on the Cleveland side, like – there's some upside here for Kevin Love at 7,200. There's a little bit of upside here for Tristan Thompson at 6,100. Um, you know, when we're looking at just overall matchups on this slate, like, you know, Cleveland obviously getting a really nice pace bump here. They're a team that plays at 25th pace. Memphis plays at the fifth pace. Like, this is a spot that I think Sexton's one of the best tournament plays, and I just don't think he'll be very popular on this slate. Yeah, I don't mind going with Sexton there at 5,500. Like, yeah, if all, if the value if ownership's going to congregate on a lot of the other guard positions at a slightly higher price tag, then Sexton definitely makes a viable tournament uh, pivot here. I'm right. I like that call there. Um, Love would be the main guy I want, though. Uh, just seeing when he gets the minutes recently, like, he has huge upside. This game's projected to stay close, so you don't have to worry about him getting pulled after 26 minutes. Because of blowout like he has in a few recent games. Looking at his game blog, two of the last four games went for 50, two of the last four games went for 33 and under. And that was because the two that he went for under were not easy matchups and they were blowouts. So getting a good matchup going up here against Memphis has massive upside here. So I really like that love call for tournaments. Um, outside of them, nothing. Nothing like Tristan Thompson's fine, but he doesn't stand out as a great play. Uh, like, he has some upside in this close game, but really not a guy that I'm looking into too much. Um, Yeah, you know, like, I just – I don't love this one um, outside of those few guys. Like, Garland's been a guy that has shown a little bit of upside, but it's been more in, like, blowout games. Like, he really hasn't done as well in, like, close games. So, I think that – I don't know if I would necessarily project this to be a blowout. So, I don't think I'd play a guy like Garland um, – you know, Kevin Porter the same way. Like, he's been getting extra run in, in blowout games, but not close games. So, uh, Detroit at Boston, 214.5 total here. Boston favored by eight. Blake Griffin is doubtful. Luke Kennard is doubtful. Christian Wood is out. Reggie Jackson is out. Um, on the Boston side, Gordon Hayward is questionable. Smart and Williams are still out. Sorry, with Detroit, you know, Drummond's probably too cheap. Uh, hey, you know, he's like 9,600 with Griffin doubtful, Wood doubtful, or Wood out and Luke Kennard doubtful. Like, yeah, Drummond's too cheap. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's not a whole lot else you can say. I mean, I know Boston's a pretty good defensive team, but they are a little bit more susceptible to five here. Drummond should have an absolute heyday. We know the type of usage he gets with all these guys out of here. Like we saw what he was doing at the beginning of the season. This is a Pretty clear 60-point spot here for Drummond, and 9,600 is just way too darn cheap for him here. Absolute fantastic play. With Griffin out, with Kennard out, I think it was a little bit of a bump to Morris. Like, he should play a bunch of minutes. There's going to be a lot of usage to go around here. I don't generally like playing Morris, and it could go wrong. I try and probably wait to see who else is going to be out and what other value opens up because, there again, there's a lot of guys to look at. But he's definitely a guy that should be on your list as potential play here. Um, Rose is a fine play. Don't love him. Don't hate him. He's at 6K. He's priced just a little bit too cheap, but there's a lot of guys that are priced a little bit too cheap, and this isn't the easiest matchup in the world for him. So 
I'm fine with Rose. I'm just not in love with the play. Bryce Brown probably should get a decent bump here. Should play a good amount of minutes. I think he has some upside in this spot with a little bit more usage to go around without Kennard in there. So Bryce Brown would probably be a guy that I look at a decent amount. Outside of that, not really a whole lot I'm looking at. I mean, you can go with some of the other value plays, but I don't know if I'm going to. Drummond. Drummond, Drummond, Drummond. Um, if you're playing on FanDuel, like you're probably playing Markeith Morris. He's a small forward. He's 3,900. They didn't price him up for these guys being out. So as much as we don't like playing Keith, like you're playing him on FanDuel today with these guys out. Um, at 3,900 at small forward. So um, I think you could fade him on DraftKings. Uh, you know, I think that, you know, the price is a little high on DraftKings, but I think you definitely play him on FanDuel. He's probably cheap on Yahoo too. So, um, but yeah, Drummond, I, I like the Derrick Rose call. Like Derrick Rose is a guy that sees a nice usage bump with these guys off the floor, according to court IQ. So 33.8% usage, averaging 1.4 fantasy points per minute. So it all is going to depend on does Rose play 30 minutes or does he play 25? Because if he plays 30, he has 40-point upside at 6K. So um, Derek Rose is very, very, very much in play here. Um, on the Boston side of things, like obviously we're going to have to wait on the news for Gordon Hayward to be able to deal like if Gordon Hayward sits, you're definitely looking at a guy like Jalen Brown. Um you know, Tatum, Walker, all these guys would be in play here up against Detroit. Yeah, yeah, Walker, I know he's priced there at 8300 It seems like a little bit steep, but considering what he's been doing lately, it's not nearly steep enough. We saw what he was doing without Hayward earlier on the season, without Smart earlier on the season. He was putting up massive games. Run court IQ, he gets, I think, a 7% usage bump and close to 10 extra points per 36, like, 8,300 is too cheap considering he has 60-point upside and probably should end up around 50 years. So absolutely love Kemba. Brown, another guy, gets a big usage bump. Tatum, a little bit less of a usage bump than Brown and um, Kemba. So he's probably the third guy for me, but he's still a pretty decent play here. I mean, he should end up in the 40-point range. There's a lot of other power forwards that are probably better plays, so I'd mostly just include him in a game stack or if I wanted to get off Brown or Walker because they kind of take away from their, each other's usage a little bit. But Walker, absolutely love him. Brown, absolutely love him. Don't think I'm taking a shot. Can't. Yeah, the other thing that, you know, that's kind of interesting here when we're looking at it just in general is if Tice gets in trouble against Drummond, like Cantor could play a few extra minutes. And, like, he's a guy – he played 21 minutes the other night against Dallas with these guys out. And if, if Hayward sits, I think Cantor is very, very interesting for tournaments. He shot two for 10, put up 24 fantasy points and 13 rebounds. Like if he puts up four more points, then we're looking at a double, double bonus. Like we're looking at 30 plus fantasy points. Like he's risky, especially on a slate like this, where we have a ton of value, but I don't want to instantly rule out Cantor with, Daniel Thice, you know, trying to guard Drummond in this game, he could definitely get in foul trouble here. Yeah, I just – I guess the price tag is pretty appealing there at 4400 He's really cheap on FanDuel too, like really cheap. Yeah, but I hate the fact that you have to play him at center, but 3900 Yeah, that is too cheap. Yeah, I like that call. Probably and, playing Drummond on FanDuel for what it's worth. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like unless – I don't know exactly how the slate's going to – change in what's going to happen there's a spot like a few different injuries go a certain way and 
there is a lot of merit to fading Drummond. I mean, we'll get to the Toronto game soon. We'll get Next to the Minnesota game. game. Um, <laughs> like the way that those injuries end up going out, there's going to be some fairly high priced options that could potentially be a good play where it does merit fading Drummond over on FanDuel at center and to get a guy like Cantor cheap because there's going to be so many good options at guards and forwards. So I, I honestly like fading Drummond doesn't sound like a great idea now, but just the way that a lot of injuries could turn out, you might need to look into playing a guy like Cantor on FanDuel. All right, let's talk about it. Washington at Toronto. No total in this one, Grant. Are you shocked there's no total in this game? Shocking. OMG. Uh, Thomas Bryant is out. Hachimara is out. Um, Wagner is out. McCray is out. CJ Miles is out. And then on the Toronto side, Marcus All is out. Norman Powell is out. Van Vliet is questionable. And Pascal Siakam is out. Um. A lot of bodies out in this game. A lot of bodies. Let's start here with the Washington side of things. Um, you know, we, we kind of saw Bertans play high 30 minutes again the other night uh, with all these guys out. His price has gone up to 6900 now. It's getting to the point where, like, he's still a strong play, but there's probably going to be guys with a little bit more upside than him. But, you know, Bradley Beal eh, – and then just everybody else is just so cheap. Like figuring out, like, is Mahimi going to get minutes in this game? Does this game go small? Like, that I think it does. Really, yeah, I, I think really this game think goes small too. Yeah, like, no, like, yeah, you you hit the nail on the head. Like, everyone's a little bit too cheap here. Um, and I think that they do go end up going small here. So Beal, obviously, great play, should get a boatload of usage. I know they had a rough night. Uh, the other night versus Chicago, but he shot four from 19 from the field. Like, if he puts up 24 shots – or if he puts up 19 shots and just shoots average, I know it was an OT game, but he could have been in the 60-point range easily. So, Beal's still a great play here. Bertans, I know he's 6,900. Doesn't seem like a price you want to play, but going to be in the high 30s minutes. Probably going to put up a boatload of threes here. Is shooting, what, 47% on the season here? Just an absolutely fantastic shooter here, and there's a spot. Toronto still – they're a very good defensive team, but they're not the same defensive team without all these injuries here, and they still play at a decently high pace. They may try and slow it down with all the injuries, but I don't think they do, and I don't think they can versus Washington. So, Bertan's still a guy that's in play. Isaiah Thomas is a guy that I don't play too often, but uh, I think this is still a spot, like, with all the injuries, with the pace, with everything, he's a guy that's in play at 5,100. Just seems like a bit too cheap of a price tag here. And then Schofield would probably be the next guy that I would go with. Only been getting, what, high teens, low 20s minutes recently. I think there's a spot where they do go smaller. Wait, let's see. Yeah, they do go smaller, and he could potentially be in for mid-20s minutes. He's priced there at 4K. I think he could potentially get a 30-point game here. Um, outside of that, I'm not going Bonga. I don't play Troy Brown. Probably not going Mahimi because I think they do end up going smaller here. And Ish Smith, probably not a guy I'm going to end up going with. Yeah, like what was interesting is like Ish Smith and Isaiah Thomas played a lot. Um, that game went to overtime, and they both played the whole overtime. So, you know, you have to remember that. So. 28 and 26 minutes. I think this game goes smaller, though. Like, um, Pasnicks, I think is how you say his name. Pasnicks. Pasnicks. Um, the rookie. 
he ended up playing a lot too. Like, uh, so I, I think this game could potentially go smaller. And I, I think like for that reason, like I think you have to be looking at guys like Ish and Isaiah. They're, they have upside. And, and like the other side, the Toronto side, like you mentioned the pace, like yeah, Toronto is a team that's kind of middle of the road in pace, but Washington's third. They're a team that plays super fast. They're one of the worst. They are the worst defensive efficiency team in the NBA. Toronto at home, getting a pace uptick, guys out. Like, you can play two or three guys from Toronto in your cash lineup today and, you know, feel really good about it. Yeah, if Van Vliet's in, I think Van Vliet's a good play. If Van Vliet's out, then, oh, my gosh. Lowry. Yeah, Lowry, (laughs) 8,500. Way, way too cheap considering that he's going to play high 30s minutes. He's going to have a boatload of usage, and it's against the worst defensive team in the league. He might get some Isaiah Thomas defense. Who knows? But he should absolutely smash here. Abaka, 7400 Got a $2,400 price increase. I'm still not sure he's too cheap or not too cheap. Like, Abaka, fantastic play. OG, with all the injuries, he's probably going to be mid to high 30s minutes. We've seen him put up massive games before. Put up 35 in the last matchup. Granny shot decently, but there's going to be more usage. And on top of that, this is an incredibly good matchup here. RHJ could potentially get some minutes um, in this spot. He's 4,100, offers you some value. Don't think I'm going with anyone else, but there's just so, like, we know where all the usage is going in the perfect matchup, which seems to happen against Washington way too often nowadays. Somehow they always go against horribly injured teams, and we just are forced to play guys against Washington, and the spot's going to be no different. Yeah, I love RHJ. When you look at last game, Siakam played 35 minutes, um, and, and Norman Powell played 33 that's with Ibaka and Marcus Gasol got hurt early in that game. Like Ibaka played 31 minutes in that game, so like we're making up, you know, what 68 minutes, and we already saw Ibaka play 31. So like, RHJ, I feel like is a guy that's gonna have to play 30 minutes in this game. Like maybe 25. Maybe I'll go on the low end and say 25. Maybe they play, you know, Chris Busher, one of those guys, you know, some extra minutes here, like. You know, but I think if Van Vliet doesn't play, this is just a spot you're loading up on Toronto. Like, everybody. OG, um, Lowry, Abaka, even at 7,400. Like, everybody. Every single person you're playing in this spot. Like, it's a matchup against Washington, and if Van Vliet doesn't play, just absolutely loading up here. If Van Van Vliet plays – we're going to have to kind of see if he's on a minutes restriction, um, but he would be interesting too. Like everybody, every single person. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone. And it's not like they're afraid to play their starters 39 minutes in a matchup. They're going to have to. Patrick well, they've McCall done it all play season 30 long. Minutes. They've done it all <laughs> season long when they haven't had to. They're going to when they have to. <laughs> the holiday shopping season is here. And this year, your gift can start next year's good habit with Quip. Quip is something that's sure to put a smile on everyone's mouth because it's dental care they'll actually want to use every day. That's why Quip is the perfect, thoughtful, and practical gift with an electric toothbrush, refillable floss, and toothpaste, all intentionally designed to make good habits simple. The Quip electric toothbrush has sensitive sonic vibrations and a timer with 30-second pulses to guide your routine. 
and the Quip Floss Dispenser has pre-marked strings, so you always use the right amount. Plus, Quip delivers brush heads, floss, and toothpaste refills every three months. Join over 3 million happy customers and check everyone off your gift list right now with Quip. Just go to getquip.com slash fantasy to save on gift sets and to get your first refill free with a refill plan. That's your first refill free at getquip.com slash fantasy, getquip.com slash fantasy. Dallas at Philly, 212 and a half total here. Philadelphia favored by eight in this game. Luka is out. Seth Curry and, and Deleon Wright are both questionable. Um, let's add some more value to the slate. Like, that's this Friday slate is crazy. Um, Philly's good to go as far as the night before injury report. Let's talk Dallas here. If Curry and Wright both sit, like, I don't even know. Like, J.J. Barea, next yep. guy up? Like, yeah. <laughs> like, like at 3K, JJ Barea against Philly, like, I, I, yeah, uh, you know, Brunson's probably going to play 35 minutes if that happens. Yeah, Brunson's probably going to play 35 minutes. Hardaway's probably going to play a boatload of minutes. Barea's going to play a decent amount of minutes here. And Porzingis, like, 250 or three straight 50 point game series priced at 8,500. They gave him a $200 price increase. I mean, I get it's not a good matchup going up against Miami, but without Curry, if Curry is upsetting, that gives a little bit of a usage increase to all these guys here. Like, I have to assume Kristaps has 60 point upside and close to a 50 point minimum expectation here. So, this is another spot where we have so many good plays, hence why I was crossing off a lot of the early games, and there's probably another game I'm crossing off soon, but yeah, absolutely fantastic spot for all these guys. I I, I just don't know where to prioritize them in the list of all the great plays on the slate. Um, FYI, guys, make sure to look at ownership, because they're, like, if Washington and Toronto is going to be just incredibly chalky, then these other really good games, not just not great games, just really good games, are great pivots for game stacks. But yeah, all these guys very much in play. I mean, if I had to rank them, Porzingis is probably not on Brunson two, Berea just because of his price tag, and then Hardaway. Like all of them are great plays here. I'd rank him the same way as long as Curry and Wright get ruled out. So like we're just gonna have to wait to see what the news looks like. Like. Curry's dealing with like a lower back injury and Wright, who's been kind of banged up has a sprained finger. So like he might play through a sprained finger, but he's probably going to be a guy I would stay away from if he does play like Porzingis usage, 27, 29 and a half, 26 in the three games here without Luca. Um, so like you're, you're just knowing going in that he's going to take a lot of shots here. Like, it's a great spot as far as usage and minutes and shot attempts go on paper. It's not a great matchup against Philly, but you know, sometimes opportunity matters so much more. Um, and then we saw Dallas, like, you know, play that great game against the bucks. So there's a good chance this game stays close too. Um, is there anything on the 76ers here for you? You can play and beat, but drones a better play. Uh, Joker's probably just as good of a play. And if Cat plays, he's a better play. So it's a little bit tough to play him. You're going to get him at super low ownership. So it's not the worst idea in the world. But outside of him, no interest in Simmons, no interest in Harris, no interest in Hofer, no interest in Richardson. Yeah, I, I just 
you know, Harris would be the only guy that I think I'd take a shot on just because he's cheaper and he's been shooting the ball a lot recently. Um, so, and Dallas is going to kind of be weak on the wings here. So I, I think you could take a shot on a guy like Tobias, but I'm with you. I don't really love Philly here. Uh, New York at Miami, 214.5 total here. Miami favored by 10. Goran Dragic is questionable. Waiters and Winslow are still out. Um, is there anything here on the Knicks that you like? I mean, if Randall misses, I mean, you can think you can take a shot on Portis. Probably gives a bump to Morris and Barrett. Um, but on this slate, it's kind of just a cross-off and a very tough matchup versus Miami. This is not going to be a fast-paced game here. Like, this is not going to be a good game here. It's probably not going to stay close. So, I I, I think I may just cross off this game entirely. I mean, it's 21st pace team versus the 26th ranked pace team. Like, Randall's the only way that I can even justify playing a single guy on the Knicks. Yeah, like, R.J. Barrett um, got that price increase. R.J. Barrett chalk day was fun. Um, it worked out. He was so cheap. Like – Elf Payton got in foul trouble the other game, last game, but, you know, his minutes are just so up and down, too, that I don't think I could take a shot here at 5,500. If he was a little cheaper, maybe. But, yeah, I'm kind of off the Knicks. And, um, you know, on the Miami side, if Gordon Drogic plays, I'll probably be off of Miami. You know, if he doesn't play, I think you could take shots on Tyler Hero here at 5,100 because if this game kind of gets out of hand, he might pick up a few extra minutes. Yeah, I don't mind that if Drogic's out. Um, I still think Bam and Butler are – not terrible tournament flyers. If they do blow them out, then there's a chance that Butler goes for 50. There's a chance that Bam goes for 50. The problem with Bam is, like, I'd be less likely to play him. He's been getting – somewhere he's been getting a ton of run in the fourth quarter. I think he's played the entire fourth quarter of the last five games. Sorry if I don't remember who actually tweeted that out. It was a good good thing to tweet. But in any case, um, like, it worries me in a game that's a potential blowout to play Bam. So – if I'm not, if Randall's out, if I'm playing Bam, I'm running it back with one or two of those guys, um, just strictly for tournaments. But Butler, I think you can play on his own regardless. Yes, I want him to play high 30s minutes, but even if he doesn't in this type of matchup, he can go for 60. We saw him do it a whole lot earlier on. Um, he had a nice five game stretch of it. So that's really it. But I'm fine with entirely crossing this game off. Yeah, like. If 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 Gordon Dragic sits, like there's some there's some opportunity here. Like you know, Duncan Robinson played the whole second half the other night, like the whole second half. So like, there's upside. It just depends on like who's shooting the ball well. Like Derek Jones Jr. is getting minutes. Bam's getting minutes. Nunn's getting a ton of minutes. Butler always has upside, but it would really just depend on Gordon Dragic and you know looking at pricing. You know, see how these guys kind of project in this matchup and. Taking a few shots, but not too many. Derek Jones Jr., Tyler Hero, the cheaper guys that are interesting pivots off of some of the other value plays that we've already talked about. Uh, Phoenix at OKC, no total on this one. Aiton came back. He got hurt. He's out. Um, Booker is questionable. And then on OKC, everybody's good to go. Um, with Aiton out, obviously, like a, a guy like Kaminsky becomes more interesting. It really is going to depend on, like, Booker. And, like, this is a game that – like, uh, another game that I just don't love. Yeah. I mean, if Booker's out, Rubio and Oubre are both in play. But it's not a good spot. It's not a good pace matchup. It's not a great defensive matchup there for Rubio. Um, honestly, another game I'm entirely – there's so many good plays on this slate. If you want to take a shot on Oubre or Rubio, that's fine. I'm probably not doing it. 
Rubio is kind of interesting because he does get a really big um, usage bump. Like the Phoenix, the Suns did not bring any of their starters besides Ubre back in the fourth quarter the other night. I know Ubre got I, two minutes. Yeah, like I, I think we were on the podcast together. I needed like seven fantasy points from Bridges to have like a monster night. Um, so obviously, I, I know I watched the whole fourth quarter and watched all those guys sit on the second end of a back-to-back on the bench. So um, if Booker is out, like there's some value here a little bit. Um, but I, I think Aiton being out obviously helps like a guy like Frank the Tank. But this is not a great matchup, and you know he he's been an absolute fantasy stud here recently. He's put up 30 fantasy points in, in four straight games, and like without Aiton, like. He's going to get run here. It just – I feel like you're going to have to, like, price shop him, you know, because I, I feel like his drafting price is a little too high. Maybe maybe look on, like, Yahoo because he's 5,300 on FanDuel too. So, it's not like he's, you know, cheap really anywhere, but he has 30-point upside. Yeah. Um, OKC, anything standing out to you here for the Thunder? I mean, you can play Chris Paul. Um, that's really it. He – almost destroyed me the other night and then managed to salvage back to 35 points after putting up 17 in like the first two and a half quarters so that was just a weird game nothing went how I expected it to but he was a guy putting up 40 and 50 and 60 points for a nice little stretch there I'm not gonna be surprised to see it again the problem is probably not like if Chris Paul gets 50 points still decent chance that he wasn't the best play so on this type of slate Chris Paul, like, is all right. Not going SGA, probably not going Gallinari. Adams, there are too many other good plays at the centers and too many other plays at the 6K range. So, yeah, I'm fine with entirely crossing off this game. Yeah, Adams is okay. Like, this is a nice pace-up spot. So, like, I don't hate maybe taking a shot on, like, you know, SGA or Chris Paul. But, yeah, it's – again, I'm with you. I don't really love it. Like, we've seen – SGA be better in fast-paced games this year in the small sample. But uh, let's move on. We got Minnesota at Denver. No total in this one. Culliver and Cat are both questionable. Layman is out still. And then on the Denver side, everybody's good to go. Um, obviously, like, it, it's impossible to break down Minnesota the night before. Like, if 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 Cat doesn't play, you're, you're taking shots on Wiggins, T, Covington, and – you know, Gorgie Dang. If Cat plays, you're probably you know you could take shots on Cat, but like I'd probably rule out the rest of those guys. Yeah, that's perfect spot on analysis. That's it. And I mean, it's not a lock and load like it was the other night without Cat. This is not a good matchup here. It's not a good pace matchup. It's a tough defensive matchup. Like Wiggins, where he should have been a lock for 50 points the other night, he didn't. Um, it was just a weird game. Uh, tonight, it's not the same scenario where we think he's a lock for 50 points. If T- if Towns is out, he's still not a lock for 50 points against Denver. He will get a nice usage uptick. Like, honestly, I'd rather take the shot on Teague, just put up a miserable outing than a night versus New Orleans. Again, weird night, but he's the guy with 50-point upside at 6.1K. He's the guy I'd rather end up going with if Cat's out. Covington, probably not going to make the cut. I don't see – he gets a nice uptick, but I don't see a 50-point game out of him. Um, Dang, like, yeah, you can take a shot on him, but it's really not a good matchup for him at all. Don't know if he's going to get 30 minutes. Um, so, like, honestly, if Cat's out, Wiggins is a fine play, but not a great one. 
Teague is the guy that I would look at for tournaments. Yeah. You know, Teague is definitely interesting regardless, but, you know, it, it really is going to depend on Carl Anthony Towns if he plays or not. Um, and then on the Denver side, like, you know, Jokic has some upside here. I think Will Barton's really interesting. You know, this is a team, Minnesota's a team that has really struggled with, you know, outside shooting. And, like, Will Barton's a guy that can shoot well. Um, he had a really good game the first time these two teams met, too. So, like, Will Barton's kind of interesting for tournaments. He'll be really low-owned on this slate. It's a nice, really, really nice pace bump for Denver in general. Yeah, I mean, the problem is, like, Barton would be the guy in the mid-range that I would look at. Um, I think he has the biggest upside, but – on this slate, depending on how the injuries go, he could be a guy that I'm not going to end up playing. Joker is the really interesting one because obviously we have Drummond sitting there, I think $400 more. Joker's been playing fantastic recently, like just out of his mind, 40 in what, 10 or 8 straight games has an average of 50, 55 points in that time span. Like he's been playing just fantastic. It's a price or gets a, uh, what's it called, pace uptick here going up against Minnesota. If Cat's not playing, I worry a little bit about a blowout, but if Cat is playing, then Joker like is a legit pivot off of Drummond at one-eighth the ownership. So I really like Joker here as a tournament pivot. Um, but outside of him, yeah, you can take a shot on Barton. That's really it for me. All right, Orlando at Portland, 216 total here. Portland favored by four in this game. Um, Aminu's out, Collins and Hood are out. Um, anything standing out to you for the Orlando Magic? Booze is fine. That's it. Real yeah, easy analysis. No, it, like, Booch is fine at 8,100, but he's probably not, like, a top play on the slate. Like, he, he's okay. He has upside, but he's not, like, a top play. You know, Aaron Gordon's interesting at 6,300. Like, I feel like he has a ceiling if he has a ceiling game. But, like, he's just been shooting the ball so terribly recently. And uh, just with Isaac being so active um, on the boards and just in general here, like, I just don't see a ton of upside from these big guys. They have three really good big guys. Um, And by really good, I'm a Magic fan, so I'm very biased. (laughs) But, like – I just don't see much here. Like, you know, you could take a shot on Fultz. He's been playing 30 minutes at 4,900. But this is probably, like, probably a stay away magic spot for me with Vooch being so priced up and, you know, Gordon and Isaac both being in that 6K price tag. Yeah. And then on, like, the Portland side, like, you could play Lillard anytime you want. Like, he he's in play every single slate. Like, he went out the other night and just <laughs> – he's like, I'm going to take over this game and I'm going to get to the free throw line a ton. And that's what he did against Golden State the other night. Yeah, it was beautiful. I actually ended up playing a decent amount of him. And it definitely helped out. But yeah, um, Lillard's fine. Whiteside, like, even a slow pace, tough defensive matchup here, Whiteside can still go for 60. So if you can't quite get up to Joker or Drummond, I don't mind throwing Whiteside in there as the last piece at your center spot. Mello, like, I guess he does offer 40, 45 point upside. Um, he's sh- the volumes there. If he has a good night shooting, then he's going to come in at almost no ownership. And the guy still has a bunch of upside. Like, there's so many other good plays in the five and a half to six and a half K range that I can't imagine. What do you think his ownership is going to be? Three percent? Hey, he'll be low. He'll be really low. Yeah. This whole yes. game would be low owned. It's just. 
it's hard to love anything from this game. Yeah, I mean, you're not getting the upside you get with the other price ranges with Whiteside and Lillard, but like realistically, for a five and a half to six and a half K player in all those other great spots, you're hoping for 40. Mellow, you could get 45, and those other ones could bust. So it makes a decent ownership play to swap over to Mellow instead of some of those other really good plays. Yeah, especially if you're playing on DK, where like, you know, if you're behind on the night, you can switch off maybe somebody that's a little bit more popular from the next game that we're going to talk about and just go down to like a mellow or swap something out, you know, if your night doesn't start off the best. So um, outside of that, like, I just don't see much here. Like DJ Augustine's put together some good games here recently, like 30 fantasy points or more in three straight. He's still 4,700. If you want to take a tournament flyer as a pivot off of some of these chalky guys, I don't hate it, but I don't love it. Um, I meant I forgot to mention when we were talking about the Magic. Let's talk about this last game: New Orleans at Golden State, two twenty-five and a half total here. New Orleans favored by one. Miller and Bowman are both out still. Curry, those guys still out. Paschal is probable. Um, let's start here with the Pelicans. What are we looking at here for New Orleans? Ingram's a fantastic play going up against Golden State. We saw what he did last game going up against Minnesota. Like the volume's there each and every single game. In this type of high-paced match, we're going up against a bad defensive team. Ingram's going to put up 22 shot attempts. Um, if he gets the peripheral stats, he crushes here at 8,700. Going to be largely overlooked because it's the late game here. Um, but this is just two really fast-paced teams, really bad defensive teams here. And the game is projected to be close, which we don't see all that often. Um, so just a beautiful spot for Ingram here. Drew priced up a little bit in the Lowry range. I'm expecting him not to get a whole lot of ownership. But he has 50-point upside. Lonzo probably not going with with Riddick back. I don't think I'm going with Hart. Um, Riddick, you could take a shot on. Like in this bad defensive up pace matchup, we could see him put up a whole bunch of shots here at 5400. Not the worst idea in the world in tournaments. Don't think I'm going favors. Um, even in this spot here, like I just worry about the minutes. Don't really see any upside. So it, it's it's Ingram, it's Holiday, and it's Riddick for me. Yeah, I like JJ a lot in this spot. Like, you know, 5,400. I, I like Ingram as well. But, like, 5,400, like, he just sat out the first end of the back-to-back with a groin injury. Like, okay. Um, after playing a bunch of minutes, like, the three games prior to that. So, I think he's going to be fine. He gets get some really nice wide-open looks in this game. So, um, I, I like JJ a lot at 5,400. I like Ingram a lot. I'd probably rank them Ingram, JJ, Holiday, just considering price. Um, and, and then, like, the other side of this game, Golden State, like, it's a good spot for D'Angelo Russell. Um, you know, he's a guy that put up 23 shot attempts last time out. He's going to shoot the ball a ton. Like, he's going to be a usage monster. But, like, Alec Burks is that guy off the bench. I talked about it last, you know, last game against Portland. He shot six for 20 and put up 34.5 fantasy points. Like, he is going to be a guy that we need to continue to look at here off the bench. He's one of my favorite plays on this slate, and I just don't expect him to get a ton of ownership here. Completely agree. Absolutely fantastic play. We saw what he did against Sacramento. That game was a blowout, and he did not shoot well. It was just a weird game and a slow-paced game. This is a high-paced game going up against New Orleans, who's not a good defensive team either. Like This is a perfect spot for Burks here. He's priced down at 5400 again because of his last two – I'll put in quotations, poor games, but um, 
he's a guy with 50 point upside, 45 point upside in this type of match going up against New Orleans. He's at 5,400, not going to draw a lot of ownership because everyone else on the slate. Absolutely love Burks right there with you. Russell is Russell. High pace game. He could potentially put up 30 shot attempts here. He could go for 70. Have no qualms with playing him at all in a great spot versus New Orleans. Yeah, it's it's simple, really. Like you get Russell and you get Burks. You get both usage monsters from each, you know, each time you're on the floor. Like you finish out your night with the two guys that have all the usage on this team. Like, you know, Pascal's price is really interesting here at 5,300, but like he wasn't playing enough before he got hurt. So like, I don't even think that I could, you know, even take a shot on him at this point because like the minutes aren't just high enough right now. So like, for me, really, Golden State's easy. It's Russell, it's Burks, and I really don't have a lot of interest in anybody else. Like, Draymond's going to put up a good game, you know, from time to time, but unless he is underpriced on a slate, like, I'm just not paying up for a guy that his minutes are all over the place because of injury. Um, so, and then wanting to keep him healthy, you know, for next year. Like, they're not playing for this year. Um, all right, let's play the morning grind game, and then we'll get out of here. Give me your favorite play under 5K to 7X on this one. All right, it's Jay. Oh, that was my guy. Sorry. Yeah, hold on. I got to look up. <laughs> I had to, like, make an arrow so I know like, you picked him and not me. Um, let's see here. Grant messed me up. Um, give me cancer. I think Daniel Tice is going to get in foul trouble. Uh, over 8K to go under 5X. Who's your bust today? Um, I'm going to go with – I'm going with Bam. If that game turns into blowout, he's not going to get there. Yeah, I hate projecting blowouts, but I, I'm kind of there with you. Um, man, I can't use Joker. Uh, he's like the default answer for me. Um. Man, I think Whiteside gets there. I think Russell gets there. I think Kimba gets there. I, I think that this guy has a really good potential to get there, but give me Drew Holiday. Yeah, I was going to say him or Vooch. Yeah, Vooch. Vooch was the other guy that I was looking at. Uh, favorite 6X play, who do you got? I'm trying not to steal yours. Um, I'll let you have Burks. I'll take Brown. Yeah, I, I like Burks a lot. It it was gonna be Burke, so I'm glad. I'm glad you didn't steal my answer there, Grant. Uh, let's get weird GPP play of the day. Who do you got? Mellow. I like that one. I don't expect him to be popular. Line today. I really don't expect this guy to be popular. I think it's a really really good spot that is so underrated here. Um, give me Colin Sexton. Um, all right. Give me your DFS contest that you're looking at today for NBA. Um, and probably the pick and roll over on fantasy draft. Grant plays that contest every day. Just so like, you know, I know he, he says that one a lot, but like that, that's like his, one of his staple games. I mean, I've stuck babysitting and picking him up from daycare every day, a little bit before a lock. I haven't played much this week. I've been doing a ton on other sites where I can know I can swap off later. But, yeah, that's normally a staple of my DFS play. 
Yeah, you were talking about Lillard, and I was like, man, I had so much of him on draft the other night. It was so nice. Um, the contest I'm looking at today, I'm going to go mid-stakes again. Um, I'm going to go back over to FanDuel, the $50 single entry, 15K NBA swish, um, 12% rake. First place is only getting 13%, um, pays 23.5% of the field. Min cash is 2X. The only thing that I don't like about this tournament is the top 10 is getting 40%, but it's really spread out in the top five. Uh, so I, I really like this tournament if you're building bankroll, if you're a mid-stakes player, if you're playing, you know, $100, $200, $300 a day in tournaments. Like, this is a tournament that I would definitely be checking out over there on FanDuel. And we gave out a bunch of um, – we gave out a bunch of value plays over there on FanDuel as well. They got some guys that are – really underpriced on this slate so make sure you guys head on over there check that out um favorite over under game on the slate what do you got going over on the new orleans game that total is low right like i'm not yeah 225 does not make sense to me that game seems you know low for me um i'm gonna take memphis I'm going to take against the spread today. I'm going to go Memphis minus one against um, Cleveland today. Changing my own rules. I do what I want. Grant, any final thoughts before we get out of here? Um, play play yourself some Kyle Lowry at ridiculous ownership. Play everybody from Toronto if Van Vliet doesn't play. There, play everyone there. from that game. <laughs> we could have we um, summed up the podcast really easily today, so – on that note, we're going to get out of here. hope everyone has an awesome weekend. Enjoy football on Saturday and Sunday. We'll be back Monday talking some more hoops. Good luck in your contest, and we'll see you then. See you, kids.